1: And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. It's always good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind, and last night at Truist Park up in Atlanta, game two of a three-game weekend tilt between the Marlins and the Braves. The middle game featured Edward Cabrera versus the right-hander Bryce Elder, who has really struggled this season, although he was really good last month against Miami. With the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner.
2: Well, another really quiet night for the Marlins offensively tonight in Atlanta, but the pitching was good enough that they had a chance right down to the final pitch of the ball game. But the Marlins come up short. They lose to the Braves in walk-off fashion by the final score of 2-1 to one for Miami. The walk-off loss here tonight, their ninth of the season. Edward Cabrera started against Bryce Elder. Elder got the ball up from AAA Gwinnett because Jake Odorizzi will have his turn through the rotation skipped. He's got some arm fatigue. The hope is he'll pitch against the Mariners next weekend in Seattle. But the two rookies, Cabrera and Elder, kept this game scoreless until the bottom of the fourth when leading off for the Braves. The league's second leading home run hitter, the league's number one extra base hitman, Austin Riley. On one, two, there's a ball. Deep to left, this one's way over the wall. Way over the bullpen, up into the second deck and left. Riley with his 35th of the season and it's 1-0 Braves. We had just been talking about the five home runs the Braves hit against the Marlins last night. A couple of them being wall scrapers. Just barely cleared the fence. There was no question about that one getting out of here. 439 feet, 111 miles per hour off the bat of Austin Riley. His career-best 35th of the season, leaving him one behind the league leader, Kyle Schwarber the Phillies, RBI number 88, and it was 1-0 Atlanta. It would stay that way all the way into the ninth inning. Edward Cabrera for the Marlins, five innings, four hits, and a run. Walked three, struck out seven, gave up the home run to Riley. 98 pitches, 57 strikes. Oscar Brazoban, Richard Blyer, and Dylan Floro each worked A scoreless inning. On the other side, Bryce Elder got the Braves through six scoreless. Two hits, two walks, six Ks, 83 pitches, 53 strikes. A.J. Minter struck out a pair in one, two, three, seventh inning. Rysella Glacius pitched around. A leadoff hit by Lewin Diaz in the eighth inning. And we went to the ninth. Braves won, and the Marlins nothing. Kenley Jansen has scuffled of late for the Braves, and he scuffled here tonight. Nick Fortes, a leadoff single against the Atlanta closer. Brian Anderson followed with a single, putting Marlins runners at first and second. with Nobody out, down 1-0. And when J.J. Bladé walked, the Marlins had the bases loaded against Jansen for Yerar Encarnacion. The pitch to Encarnacion is a shot out toward right field. Grossman races over, makes the catch. Runner tags from third, coming home. It'll be a sack fly for Encarnacion, and it's 1-1 in the ninth. Another blown save for Kenley Jansen. His sixth blown save of the season. So the Marlins had tied it, but they had a chance for more. First and second only one out. Charles LeBlanc popped to short though, for the second out. Miguel Rojas then came to the plate, and Miggy hit a foul ball off the top of the face mask of the home plate umpire Mark Ripperger after a very lengthy delay. Ripperger left the ball game. And when we finally had a new home plate umpire, the crew dropping from four men to three men, Kenley Jansen was out of this game. They brought the lefty Tyler Matzik on to face Rojas with the count, two balls and two strikes, and Matzik got Miggy to fly to left, ending the inning. So the Marlins had tied it, forced the bottom of the ninth, but they couldn't take the lead. A run, two hits, two big men left. In the bottom of the ninth, Stephen Okert tried to get the game to extra innings. Matt Olson led off with a single to left. Okert then struck out William Contreras for the first out, but when... Michael Harris, the second, doubled, putting men at second and third. The Braves were in the driver's seat here, second and third with one out in a tie game, ninth inning. The Marlins opted to intentionally walk Von Grissom. So now the Braves have the bases loaded with one out. Miami would play a five-man infield, bringing Brian Anderson in from right field, hoping to get a ground ball right at somebody for a force out at the plate. Travis Darno, the pinch hitter, hit a line drive instead right at the third baseman, Luke Williams. Williams made the catch for out number two, so the Marlins had a chance to get out of the inning, to get this game into extras, but the Braves had him loaded two outs in the ninth inning when Okert fell behind Robbie Grossman, three balls and a strike. Two outs, bases loaded, winning man at third, it'll be a three-one, Okert to Grossman. And it's inside and low, ball four. It is a literal walk off for the Braves. They beat the Marlins two to one. On a bases loaded walk with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. Atlanta's back within two of the Mets in the National League East. Marlins tie at the top of the ninth, lose it in the bottom. Their major league leading 30th one run loss of the year. For Atlanta two runs, seven hits, no errors, eight left. For the Marlins a run, five hits, no errors. They stranded six in the game. Tyler Matzik, the winner, four and two. Stephen Ogre takes the loss, he's five and two. Time of the game, three hours, five minutes for the Braves. Well, they've won four or five on their homestand, which wraps up here tomorrow. Atlanta, the best record in baseball since June 1st, improves to 83 and 51 overall at 46 and 25 here at home. The Braves now back within two games of the first place Mets in the National League East. As for the Marlins, they've matched their longest losing streak of the season. This is their sixth straight setback Miami lost six in a row between May 1st and 6th, one at home against the Mariners, three at home against the D-backs, then two in San Diego. Marlins now have lost the last six straight, two at home against the Dodgers, two at home against the Rays, and two here at Truist Park in Atlanta. The Marlins now have scored two runs or fewer in seven straight games, one shy of the longest streak in Major League Baseball this year, also one shy of the longest streak in Marlins franchise history. An eight-gamer back in 2019. The Marlins in the last seven games have scored a total of 10 runs on 39 hits, averaging fewer than six hits and just over a single run per game in the last seven games. In that stretch, the Marlins now with only four hits with men in scoring position. Four for 37. Miami falls to... 21-30 21-30 in one-run games with this setback. They've played the most one-run games. They've lost the most one-run games in all of baseball. And this Marlins ball club offensively just continues to struggle. And look, you can talk about Stephen Oakard walking in the winning man in the bottom of the ninth inning, but the bottom line is the Marlins limited the second-highest scoring team in baseball to two measly runs on seven hits tonight. you got to score more than one run to win in this ballpark against this team and the marlins for the second straight night unable to do that a run on five hits last night in an 8-1 loss a run on five hits tonight in a 2-1 loss braves have improved to 11 and 4 against miami on the season and the marlins fall to 55 and 77 overall 29 and 39 through 68 road games marlins pitchers struck out 11 atlanta hitters here tonight marlins another nation again working together this year to strike out cancer in our communities Every time Marlins pitch records a strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to Nations Drive Pink Initiative to support cancer research. 11 Ks tonight, that's $275 for the season now. 1,155 Ks, $28,875 from the Marlins to Nations Drive Pink Initiative.
1: Well, another tough night offensively for... Uh for a bunch with the Marlins that have seemingly been unable to really get anything going at the plate for quite some time and back good pitching uh, that was certainly a, the case again last night and as we wrap things up uh, let's hear from the skipper Don Mattingly Going after the way the team fought back there on the top of the ninth how frustrating is it just to lose a one like
0: this uh, well obviously when you lose uh, it's always frustrating and especially when you're you know we kind of hang in there all night uh, and scratched for a run there in the ninth, and, and and then obviously weren't able to hold it there.
1: April hang in there because they setting the tone of the pitcher is a great job by your arms today, starting with Cabrera. Uh, Would you see from his outing?
0: No, good. Uh, Cabbie was really good. You know, he, he leaves a breaking ball there for uh, Riley. Settled down after that. Stayed on the attack. Uh, Thought the guys out of the pin. Braz did a great job. The guys out of the pin. You know, give us good innings. Richard, give us a good inning uh, flow, and uh, you know, obviously, then we were able to get a run. So, did a nice job.
1: Some great at bats there in the ninth inning. I know that you've been saying offensively, the guys are obviously putting together a lot of effort, putting together some good at bats. Things are just not going their way there. But how do you? I guess what I'm trying to say is, how do you go about hoping that they don't fall into too big of a funk there and try to stay positive and, and keep working through that?
0: Well. I'm, you know, I'm having magic for guys not feeling good if they're not going good. Um, but obviously, we have young guys that we'll keep. You know, obviously, our coaches are going to keep talking to, uh, you know, give them an understanding of where they're at and how do we get better and and basically try to celebrate any kind of small victories that we have uh, within what they're doing and their growth and and move forward. So uh, there's no real magic act to it. It's more about you know, just talking with these guys and making sure they understand where they're at. That
1: Gerard, I guess, in you know, a plate appearance, that's exactly what you want him to do, right? His base is loaded, just get the ball in the air. But it seems like it almost, like, the other runners couldn't advance, but you tied it, you know.
0: Yeah, you can't guide you. that. Was a, that was a great at-bat, actually. Off Kinley, that's exactly what you want to do. You know, he throws the cutter out there. He's going to stand over the plate. Uh, get something you can, you know, shoot that way. I mean, honestly, we're unlucky that that ball's not in a gap somewhere. Um, because he hit it square. It just happened to be right at him. If it's in a gap, it's it's splitting it. We got we probably got three runs there, at least two, uh, and second and third with nobody. So a little unlucky really there, but that was a really good at bat by where
1: well, The base is loaded, though, situationally with nobody out, and he's got to try to tag from second to get to third on that play. Ball hit deep enough in the gap. Instead of going halfway, and he's got to tag with nobody out and get to third or no?
0: no? I'm not sure that ball's deep enough to go. Um it didn't seem like it was deep enough to me but again I think with if it was nobody and you know it's deep enough then you're going to tag there
1: obviously it is concern when an umpire goes down and gets hurt but how disruptive is that to the flow of the game
0: Uh, I mean obviously a little bit you know you don't want to stop the game like that but you have to take care of those guys Uh, obviously we found out that the concussions are serious um and you can't worry about the flow of the game at that point. You gotta make sure these guys are good.
1: Fortes starting that inning with single two hits a walk today. Again, we've seen a lot of him offensively for him to start that route late in the ninth for you guys.
0: Yeah, you gotta you gotta we got a little break on that one. You know, hits a flare to right and just kind of hit in the right spot. So that was a good start at the inning. I thought JJ's at bat was good. Andy's at bat was good to get the hit in the hole. Uh, so yeah, the guys were they were good that in the night there.
1: And back to Cabrera, we've seen a lot of good results, but obviously a pitch count getting high early throughout most of the starts, just that next progression for him to try to find ways to keep it down so he can try to get deeper in the
0: games. Yeah, I think he's going to have to get ahead in the count. I mean, he can throw strikes uh, and be willing to get in the zone uh, early, force contact. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of where he is. You know, you end up doing that. You walk a few guys, next thing you know, you're at 100 uh, in five innings so yeah, If he wants to be able to pitch deep in the game Some I know some places are a little different They want him to just fire all his bullets And if it's four innings, it's four, it's five, it's five But in general um, you know, If he's going to be able to pitch Deeper in the games, he's going to have to get ahead In counts and force contact
1: the Cooper with the, the late scratch Did one day think you could this extent Do you have a timeline on him?
0: No, it, it's nothing to do uh, It wasn't anything to do with him uh, so it was a part, like I said. We, I think we looked at it as a personal matter, and and that's what it is.
1: Just going with Okert instead of Tanner. What is it? I guess if it got
0: to the tenth. The Tanner be? No, Tanner was down today. From he tweaked his back a little bit uh, the other day in the in the weight room. He hadn't. He wasn't available last night either. So we'll see where he's at tomorrow. We think he'll be good, or or at least we're hoping he'll be good tomorrow.
1: How hard is that for Miggy in the night? 10-15 minute delay with the
0: lefty you're down the count with two strikes you get one pitch potentially yeah it's 2-2 two, two. I mean, he's kind of hitting the count honestly uh, if you look at it as a hitter standpoint that guy wants to throw a strike there he doesn't want to he did not want to walk him so he's he's got to get after the count after the zone too um, it really I think it actually helps McGee the hits lefties better than righties so it kind of does him a favor um, in, in that
1: situation All right, so that was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the walk-off loss to the Atlanta Braves last night. Again, uh, little to no offense. The Marlins did scratch across a run in the ninth. However, you get the bases loaded with nobody out, uh, hoping for more than one. Marlins unable to get more than one. Braves got all they needed with one additional run in the bottom of the ninth. And they picked up their 83rd win of the season. Braves now two games back of the Mets in the National League East. The last of three and our final game at Truist Park of the 2022 season comes your way at 135 this afternoon when Pablo Lopez goes opposite of the left-hander Max Fried. We'll hit the air at 1 o'clock with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.